Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Denise Salcedo with the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and this is the weekend edition of the Busted Open Podcast. On today's show, we're breaking down the rules of engagement segment between Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. What do we think about the tribal combat taking place at SummerSlam? We'll also discuss Rey Mysterio advancing in the U.S. title invitational. Where does this leave, LA Knight? You won't want to miss it. So let's start there, Tommy. How did you feel about everything that was happening here? And how'd you feel about the introduction of this match? Uh, I enjoyed it. I, it was very intriguing. Um, one thing that Jay does amazing, it's he has this humble, boyish quality to him. The way he looks down when he's at times being spoken to. And then when he looks up, when he's addressing, almost like, I have so much respect for you. I don't want to do this. But then again, it's your fault. But I also have to be a man. And he goes from zero to 80 in a heartbeat. You saw that, like, you feel bad for him. He has sympathy that he's put in this situation. Uh, he's He's been a, such a key part in all of this storytelling to the point they've done this match before, but I thought they were going to go with Jimmy again. I'm sorry, Jimmy not Jay, but they decided to go with Jay again. Uh, it's a great reason why. Um, but he has this unique quality about him that uh, I just, you can't teach it. It's just done correctly. Um, like I said, they have us interested in a match that we know nothing about. The way he presented it, it's basically anything goes type of match. No DQ, but you know, saying I could hit you with whatever I want all these different things. It's just, again, like another spin to a match that, again, is going to be great for a video game, great for to say I was there first, um, a different spin in it. And kudos to whoever came up with it. Hell, it could be a real thing that everyone just goes and they fight and they settle uh, they settle things the way they're supposed to be. Um, I love the entire segment. The best part about it was that sign of respect where they shook hands, they bowed, you thought this was a real tribal thing. The way uh, Roman Reigns slowly took off that uh, necklace that he's wearing and placed it on the WWE title. And then the the best part about it, like you said, you saw the explosiveness of Solo because he's heavily involved in this. Paul Heyman the whole time saying, uh-oh, like, no, don't, don't, don't agree to this match. Don't do it because he's giving credibility to a match that we've never seen. And then Solo goes for the, the spike. Roman Reigns stops it. And then Jimmy instantly kicks him. Um, it was, it shows the importance. And like you said, the respect factor. And the two of them are going to wait till SummerSlam before something like that. Because it's the way Roman sold it. Roman was just like, wow, I can't believe it's come to this. So it's, it's adding to it, you know, when we've seen some different type of matches, like when the Pujambi prison match, thank God it's not going to be like that. Um, but that was a different type of match that they were selling. It's like the most dangerous type of match. Um, I remember in ECW, we were basically doing a Sicilian street fight. What's the difference between a Sicilian street? Nothing. 
but we just added to because the FBI were in it. Um, there's just different layers to do things like that, but they had me hooked, intrigued. They had every, what did they say, 14 or 16,000 people sold out in Orlando, Florida, intrigued. And uh, I don't know, were you intrigued? I certainly was. And here's my question, though, is because this this story has been going on for two years, right? And we've seen we've seen Jey Uso Roman Reigns, right? But it's it's been it's been a long time now. And here's the thing: it's gotten so personal, so ugly between all the members of the bloodline. The story has gotten so serious, so deep for them. Uh, at this point, what do you expect them? to do in this tribal combat match like what are some of the features of this match that you think while they're telling the story that they actually have to hit on to just continue expanding on it uh you know myself bully mark we've we've talked about excuse me what we'd like to see um i would like to see a lot of the elders there i would love to see afa and sika there i would load up as many you know WWE former superstars. I would love to see the rock's mom there. You know, she's the, the head lady in charge. Cause if it wasn't for her husband, none of these wrestlers would have been there. I'd like to see Tamina brought back. I'd like to see, um, and I mean, Tamina brought back to television. Uh, she's still with the company. Um, Tonga kid as many uh, Samu Rikishi. I mean, Rikishi's a key key part of this as well because of the boys like you know his his sons it's going to be a big moment that's what i like to see in some like sort of game of thrones sitting in giant chairs watching it um you have to bow to the elders before you get into the match something to that effect i think would be a a, a cool thing just to give it even more credibility if they can't make it um then i would like to see them talk about it or talk about the history of this match, you know, like go, go to wherever they live and have them talk about it, you know, because one, you know, Sika, that's his father, have him speak about, and they're just sound bites, but WWE does just does amazing packages to make it even more special because I know in ring, we're going to see a great match. Roman Reigns always delivers Roman Reigns delivers uh, in the main event. Think of last year's SummerSlam. That was one hell of a thing. And I think these two guys could top it as well. And I feel like given that, what was it, last week, we had Paul Heyman mention, you know, family members. This week, you directly had Roman mention the elders. I feel like at this point, they have, I, I, I don't know, you know, I feel like they have honestly set us up to believe that we are going to be seeing the elders. And you mentioned Sika, you mentioned Rikishi, you mentioned Afa. Like, I feel that. These are all people that we must see now at this point, because if not, why mention them, right? I feel like they clearly know the conversation that people are having online, and this would just add so much more to this story. Now, my other question to you is, here's the thing. The whole question has been, who is actually going to defeat Roman Reigns for the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship, right? That's been the whole story of this. This has been a long story. Do you actually think that they have done enough to say that to make you believe that Jay Uso can legitimately and should be the guy to defeat Roman Reigns? Do you think 
with the story they've told that they have bought you, that they've sold you a ticket to say Jey Uso needs to win this match. They also are calling a main event Jay. Um, I heard that on commentary. Um, hey, he did main event WrestleMania night one. He has been, you know, main evented pay-per-views already. If it's his time, you have to go with it. Honestly, another uh, key tribal member. I don't know if you smell what he's cooking. The Rock could come in, deliver a rock bottom. Jay goes up with a splash, new champ. And now you have Roman versus Rock for no title. And then you have Jay as your champion. That's another route that you can go. Um, there, There's so many different places you go. Do I feel... Oof, yeah, it's a good call. Um, it's really where you want to go after this. I don't know. Both men can benefit from winning. Uh, and Jay could also benefit in losing. Hence why I'm so intrigued about the match, because then also, you know, you have his brother coming back. Uh, what happens? I failed you. You didn't fail me, man. You fought, blah, 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 blah. There's so many different layers that you can go. That's why we love WWE. That's why we have this show because of speculation. Everybody speculates online. There's so many different ways to go. You just, that's why you have to tune in to SummerSlam. Uh, to answer your question, could he be the guy? Yes. Does he have to be the guy? No. And you can continue on the path that you have. I mean, you, there's a lot more. There could be babyface Roman Reigns with the bloodline. Everything is forgiven. You could have a beat down. I don't know, by Gunther and the Imperium. And I need my brothers back because I can't beat this guy named Gunther because it's three against, you know, two with uh, Solo. They can injure Solo. There's so many things you could do. Uh, again, like I said, that's why we love we love the WWE. Hell, the Judgment Day. They could come down and whoop some Roman Reigns ass, turn him baby face if you want. There, There's a lot of places you can go. Like, I don't know if, you know, given, I feel like once the match actually begins, right, and you got to get the feel of everything, right, you got to get the feel of the crowd, you got to get the energy, you you have to be in the moment to feel it out and see, hey, is this the time for Jey Uso? But right now, two weeks away from SummerSlam, I'm looking at this and I'm going, okay, with the story that they have told and everything that they've done, if Jey Uso were to defeat Roman Reigns, I would say, you know what? I get it. Great call. This is what they did. Awesome. But there's still a part of me left, and I don't know why. There is still some doubt that it's not going to happen. For me, there's still a big piece saying Roman Reigns is going to actually retain, and we're going to continue moving forward with the Roman Reigns storyline. And here's the thing, Tommy. If Jey Uso doesn't defeat Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, do you do this again? Or is this it? This is done. This is it. This is his one shot. Or do you circle back to this? Because I almost feel like you don't circle back to this anymore. This is the, this is it. Like this should be the only other opportunity that Jay Uso gets to actually defeat Roman. Uh, I agree with that. If there's ever going to be the time to do it yes this is the time it, it's i mean the match doesn't favor either either guy because they're both part of you know being in the bloodline and the tribe um right place right time i mean also if you think about bruno san martino bruno san martino's reign basically stopped because bruno wanted a break 
And, you know, that's why they took the title off of him. Uh, you don't know the back, you know, I don't know if Roman Reigns uh, wants to take a break. You don't know. That's the beauty of it. Um, to answer your question, man, uh, if there is a time to do it, you pull the trigger and you do it. But if not, like I said, it's not going to hurt either guy and you continue on the path. And I know, uh, I mean, I'm all for Roman Reigns breaking more records. Uh, me personally, I just, I like that. I'm a stats guy and I, I like him continuing on this path because then you're also like we're, when Bruno was doing his stuff, you didn't realize the historic value of it. We're being reminded that we're a part of history right now. And the closer you get to breaking records and goals, then you're like, wait, can he still go more? And we've seen, you know, we just saw LeBron James this year beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring title. It was a big thing to get there. And these are guaranteed sellouts for people to watch this guy perform uh, on top of the, the great business that you're doing. And I don't think people are tired of it. So it's an interesting thing to, or a rabbit hole to go down. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts, or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. We are going to be getting Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar, two members of the LWO in the finals of the U.S. Championship Invitational. And the winner from that match will then go on to challenge Austin Theory, the champ, for the U.S. title. So... There's still so much more we're going to talk about regarding this because it, there's there's a lot that happened here. But just focusing on this first portion here, Tommy, were you expecting LA Knight to win this? What was your reaction to all of this? LA Knight is definitely a crowd favorite. Um, there was a lot of yeah signs out there. Don't know who's supplying those yeah signs. Maybe it's him. Um, LA Knight could be such a massive, massive star within the WWE universe. Again, if I look in at the raw side, we already have two severely popular baby faces in Seth Rollins and uh, Cody Rhodes, as well as a very, very popular babyface tag team of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It's such great things to have because the business is fueled by baby faces. Um, then on the other side of SmackDown, you do have this guy who does get great reactions and all that he does. Um, and his in-ring work is some of the best, uh, and I've known him for a long, long time, and I've faced him. So it, it's it's a lot to go after. Does LA Knight need the title? No. It will continue. His, think of like, you know, if you're going to put the rocket on somebody like with Cody, he got more over in a loss. LA Knight got, you know, there, there's four guys all challenged for thing. I think all four talents did an amazing job. The finish at the end really did catch me off guard. Um, I enjoyed all those moments. I enjoyed at the end, the protege is going to fight the teacher. I mean, we've talked about the great respect uh, that the, you know, uh, Santos has for Ray and, you know, the whole being part of uh, the LWO 
I don't think it's going to be, I think it's just going to be a great match. And I also don't think it's going to be where there's going to be, you know, we're talking about the bloodline, any, any twists or turns. We'll just see uh, the better person for the night. win. is it going to be the student or is it going to be uh, the teacher, whoever it is? I mean, it's a, it's a great matchup to have because you're involving two really, really great talents. I enjoyed the tease with uh, Santos coming out and helping fight uh, Austin Theory, because then you have to go, who's going to fight Austin Theory? And I enjoyed their match as well. That, you know, resulted in that and also being the bit of a jerk that Austin Theory is to have, um, say, I'm not going to put my title on the line, uh, because that shows you're, you know, could be a little bit afraid of the person. Uh, one thing that I did wonder how Santos made his way back to the ring, as well as Rey Mysterio when he was leaving and all of a sudden they're back in the ring. I think that's somebody screaming at them to go to the ring, uh, which was great. And if I could <clears throat> tighten up the screws on a match, that was great. Please, uh, everybody, that when you're performing and never forget, especially when you're doing television, there's a lot of live cameras there. They could pick up everything that you do and everything that you say. And you don't want to be talking super duper loud uh, because yep. cameras catch you up. And then when they have to edit it away, then the people behind the scenes won't be trusting you as much to carry a match because, oh, my gosh, think, look at what you do while we're working. So you got to be careful on having conversations during a match or talking because they're being picked up on the live broadcast. Um, with editing, they'll never be seen on the replays, but then they have to go in and take time to edit live broadcasts. That's another thing they don't like to do. So then you won't be put in those spots all the time. Just always remember that. They always say during battle Royals, Hey, uh, there's a lot of cameras there. You know, you have to be going at all times, even if the camera's not on you, cause you don't know if the camera's going to be on you. So that's my only tip. My only notes for a match like that, because all men did so, so well. Um, to answer your question about LA Knight, I had no expectations that anyone was going to win. I mean, think of Sheamus. Sheamus could have fit that spot. Think of Cameron Grimes. Would have loved to see Cameron Grimes go in that spot. We have Rey Mysterio. We have LA Knight. Everybody worked and did exactly what they did were supposed to do. It got great reactions. Nobody booed when Ray won either. No, so, they did not. They did not. And that's you're also the in there with Ray Mysterio. Sorry to cut you off. Like, oh no, that's okay. With a living legend, a Hall of Famer, a guy who changed the industry, and every smaller talent in the world should thank Ray Mysterio for the job that he did, because he he opened the doors for you with his incredible ability. Continue. And that's the thing is that you're right when you say this about, you know, about multiple things, because I did notice the talking aspect of it, too. It stood out a whole lot uh, when you were watching the match. So that was a little bit unfortunate because it kind of just, you know, it kind of ruins things for a tad second there. So you try yeah. to, like, disregard it. But you're right when you say, like, yes, you're looking at this and I'm like, Rey Mysterio could have easily, well, Rey Mysterio did win, but Rey Mysterio, obviously, moving forward, great. Could have been Seamus, could have been Cameron Grimes, could have been Ellie Knight, could have been any of these guys. Great. But I think the topic at hand and why there was people that were upset about this is because it's clear that the fans 
are rooting for LA Knight. It's clear that they want him to get these opportunities. People were expecting him to win the money in the bank and then did it. People were expecting him to win this U.S. championship invitational and he did it. So I think at this point, what I'm seeing is you have all these people rooting for these for this guy, but he's been taking L's left and right. At what point as a fan, are you actually justified in continuing to root for this guy? I think at one point you're just like, should I keep rooting for him? Like there, there's nothing there. Like they haven't given you anything to say, keep rooting for this guy. I almost feel like that that's one of the things that I think that's part of the reason why people were upset that he didn't win. Now, my whole assumption on this though, is that I do expect to see Ali Knight Austin Theory at some point. And I have a feeling that they may be saving it after uh, this whole thing with Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. Well, uh, you're talking to someone who took a lot of L's in the WWE. Uh, would I have loved to have a bigger push when I was in the WWE? Sure. But for a guy who took as many L's, there was also that same guy who was the ECW world champion. And that night, I had as many signs as John Cena. Because I remember, and even somebody commenting from higher ups, look at all those dreamer signs. Um, at any point, your career can change. But the fans always know the guy works hard. That was my go-to. Whether it be like, man, that's not ECW, Tommy Dreamer, or even when it was WWE's ECW, I still, if I, and, and you heard Miz say it, I've known this. If you're given a minute for television, go out there and utilize that minute. For me, if I was to have a three-minute match and eventually I'm going to lose it, cool. Then I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to take that guy's finisher even harder. Um, so I don't go by that. That's because I made a career of that. And I could have been in the WWE longer. I chose not to be in the WWE longer because I felt I had more to offer. Some days, I don't know if the, those decisions were the best. But then other days, or like when I have to pay taxes this year, and my accountant's like, you know, you're doing the best you've ever done in your career at 52. And I was like, hmm, interesting. So it's, but to say somebody needs to win, no. He could still go out there, talk the people in. He could admit that he was beat. Uh, there was three other guys. Those matches favor nobody. Um, even like if the champion, it, there's no champion in that match, but if you're the champion, you can lose that match and not get pinned. So, so many different ways to go about it. I understand we, you know, but that's what I said earlier. Nowadays, fans don't like to be disappointed. But guess what? There's a Super Bowl. The Eagles fans are pissed. Chiefs fans are happy. The Denver Nuggets fans, they love. Nobody else does. So that's how sometimes you got, that's the sports aspect of sports entertainment. I think if he continues on his path, Hell, there's been a lot of wrestlers that had a lot of, of success. I mean, look at Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder was beloved by the WWE Universe, and they did not do much with Zack, though he had a great career. But then look at Zack after WWE, totally reinvented himself. Um, with LA Knight, he's been in this business a long time. He's at the peak of his game. Continue with that peak. Uh, behind the scenes, you have to have a bigger smile on your face. 
you went out there, you worked your ass off, continue on that path and show everybody, man, look how great he is in defeat. What's going to happen if we start, you know, really giving him the ball. Also right now, if we give the ball to somebody, how far are they going to go? The U.S. title? That's as high as you can go right now. Why? Because of all the other, we're all talking about, you know, if it's not uh, Jay, then we have Jimmy, then it's also Cody. Does anyone say, well, where does LA Knight fit in this storyline? No. So you have to think like that. Yes, we all want to see everybody as the world champion, but only one person could be the world champion. But if you have over acts, they can stay exactly the same way. How come Edge isn't thrown in that conversation of the world title? Has Edge not proven himself? I mean, think of all the stars that you have. That's called star power. When this machine known as the WWE rolls into your town, now we must come and see it. And we have so many people like that can entertain you in only ways that they can entertain and then intertwine them. Then you come back and say, man, what a great show. And guess what? I want to come back again. And it hasn't been always like that. You know that. You've told me you've been to shows and you're like, huh? So um, I'm just giving you from a business standpoint, as well as personal experience, as also like it's there's got to be winners and losers. And again, like, you know, when Dave was going nuts and all that stuff, I get it if you're a fan of the guy, but also like then there's the business aspect of it. That's the entertainment part of the sports. I mean, again, uh, if the football season's just around the corner. Are the Chiefs going to retain? Are the Eagles going to come back and win it all? What other team could make it? Hell, they even talk about the Jets being in the playoffs because they got a new quarterback. Do I think any? You never know. Injuries, all that stuff, they can happen in a heartbeat. I know the Yankees are supposed to win the World Series, everybody. That's how it was supposed to be. Yankees are in last place. It's not what they wanted, but guess what? It's it's a reality. So. Um, L.A. Knight, I love him, guy. I love his work. He's doing the best work he's ever done, and he's so entertaining. And he gets over everywhere. Continue on that path. And if you're a fan of his, keep sporting him. Yell even louder for him. Cheer for him. Buy his merch. Do all that stuff. Doesn't mean that match did not hurt anybody in that match. I think you nailed it all right there with everything you had to say. We got some callers with uh, bringing in Alley Knight, some topics. So let's bring in Frank from Lafayette who wants to talk about Alley Knight. Uh, Frank, what did you think about last night? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, um, I thought about LA Knight. Um, exactly. Like I understand people's apprehension for what's going to happen with him. And I get all that, but I think Dave talked about it. You, you guys, of course, heard the Cody interview this week, um, and he talked about Wildfire Tommy Rich, right? And, mm -hmm. Tommy, I know you know about Wildfire Tommy Rich. I know you've seen Absolutely. probably all of his matches. Um, he lost a lot, but the fans stayed behind him, and I feel like that's more of the route they're going with L.A. Knight. Like, people believe in L.A. Knight, Sometimes he'll go into a match and he's going to win. But for the most part, he may lose in the big moments. Hey, uh, uh, Tommy, you saw he had the briefcase in his hand, did he not? Yep. Um, it was his. Last night, he had the win at hand. 
but it got taken away from him for a little moment. Like you said, and no one lost anything with that match. Everybody got all their stuff in. It looked great. Um, he lost to a Hall of Famer. He lost to, and then they, they set the moment up for the reason why he would lose. And um, I just feel like just stay patient. You can't jump off the bandwagon. Like, let's keep pushing him and let the fan, let them know that we still love him regardless of the losing. But if, uh, it'll be even bigger when he finally does get that win. And no, he can't fit into the main title picture because of all the story that's built up. But where he is, man, I'll tell you, when I heard the first time I saw him was Eli Drake, NWA, I heard him cut a promo. From that moment, I was hooked. And so I've been excited every every progression into the WWE NXT WWE. I think he has it, and he'll go where he has to go, but we just got to, I think it's just great storytelling all the way around. And then with uh, Bloodline, real quick, man, the facials, bro. Like, when, when he said, it's, he said, he said, he said, who, who, who gave you the approval? And did just a face. And then when he realized, when Jay said, no, it's trial combat now, man, his facials, the, the way he looked really? like, oh, no, this is real. You get what I'm saying? So, I just want to thank you, Tommy. I just want to thank you, Denise. Um, you guys are great. I love Bust It Open and Bust It Open 24-7, baby. Well, thank you. And another part of the Tommy Rich conversation, and it happened for a lot of guys, um, and it ha- happened to people within the WWE. Once you win the big one, five days later, his career was never the same because he did it. He accomplished the goal. And yes, he had a long wrestling career, but his his peak and his hotness was never, ever achieved again. If I could use Kerry Von Erich as an example as well. Kerry Von Erich, once he defeated Ric Flair for his brother, all that stuff, an amazing moment. His career was never the same. And yes, there was a motorcycle accident, a whole bunch of other things involved. But your fandom sometimes can peak once you win. The beautifulest thing that Paul Heyman ever did for Tommy Dreamer was I had to win the title. Why? Because there was such controversy within the company, real behind the scenes. And I fought him tooth and nail. And then he's like, well, then we're going to do this thing with Justin Credible. And you're never to wear the title. And then we're going to talk about for all that Tommy Dreamer did, all the blood, all the sweat, everything. He's, there's not one picture in existence of me wearing that title. Not one. I got it on my shoulder. That was beautiful by Paul Heyman. And once that happened and he sold me on that and he's like, and Joey Styles reminded the people all the time. I was like, man, how do you not root for that guy? His moment was taken from him. So same with LA Knight. He came within a half a second of winning a match. What's going to happen once he does? But then it's placement. There's no spot for him to be the top guy right now. So you sit back and wait and you continue to work your ass off to get there. And you don't miss a beat because if I'm in that locker room, I'm looking and I'm seeing like, okay, where's there a place for me? But also, man, everyone's stepping up. I have to step up harder. I got to train harder. I got to have my in-rings better. Everything I do has to be better because everyone is going crazy right now in the sense of how great everybody's work is. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. 
Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.